Welcome to the Crooked Nose Podcast. I'm sorry. This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. You but this look- is really about the Crooked Nose. You were looking right at me when you said that. I, it's not nice. Not, <laughs> it's not nice I at did all. not say that <laughs> looking at you. I just said this is the Crooked Nose Podcast because we're talking about crooked noses today. We are indeed. Yes, Do you have a crooked are. nose? Is that the is that the issue? No, I just have this. Is there de- something you want to get off your chest? <laughs> septum that you're going to have to fix one day <laughs> when it becomes too much. Yes, but we're not there yet. No, you're good. Your nose is fine. Your septum's fine. Everybody's fine, except I deal with crooked noses all the time. Yes, you do. That is exactly your specialty. You know, we had um, Megan, our patient, on about crooked noses, and she she had a very crooked nose. And we kind of went through it on that podcast, but I thought we should dedicate an entire session to how you approach crooked noses, why they're crooked, and what the results, you know, what you can expect from a repair. Right. Well, let's let's define what a crooked nose is. So someone like me, say, has a deviated septum, and if I take a photo at the right angle, I can kind of see that my nose slants to one side a little bit. But that's not what you're talking about necessarily. Well, it is. I mean, crooked comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. Yeah. There's a spectrum. Um, the nose can be crooked from you were born that way, from trauma, from previous surgery, from having something happen internally that can you can have a septoplasty that actually affects the outside of the nose and can make the nose itself crooked. And typically you see some sort of swagger to the nose. It curves. It, you have a C shape to it. It can be, it can go both ways and be sort of S shaped. It yeah. can, it can have all kinds of crookedness to it. But also there's the concept to where the nose itself may, if you were to take it off the face, put it on the wall, it'd be like, oh, that's a great looking nose, except that the way that it sits on the face, it sits crooked. So the nose itself isn't actually having problems. It's that it's kind of canted on the face in an odd way. Got it. So what do you do for these patients? Well, again, first things first, make a diagnosis. Why is the nose crooked? And a lot of times what will happen is patients will come in and say, well, I have to take a picture a certain way or my nose looks so crooked. And they, they've found like the right selfie angle, angle. that it's all makes, about the angle. they just kind of, <laughs> and they, oh, and wait, oh, okay, now. And then they get that shot and it's perfect. But it, it really is about the, you know, whether the middle vault, the bones, or the tip is twisted or off kilter, or, you know, if again, the whole base is to the side. So let's start with kind of the, the bones got broken and it's going the wrong direction. And that happens a lot. That happens a lot. You know, your nose is sitting out in space and it's easy to like Get whack whacked. it <laughs> with <laughs> <Many> something. <things. laughs> uh, you know, there's the, the, just the traditional, you know, right hook to the face. There's the, uh, the, poor soccer mom sitting in the stands who takes a full you know volley soccer ball straight to the face which happens way more than people would like to believe Uh, there's the walking in the in the night going to the bathroom and the door is off is open just a little bit and you walk straight into the edge of the door and smash your nose these things can all break the bones and the middle vault 
and the middle vault is something we'll get into, but the bones are what you see on an x-ray. The bones are not actually what make up the entirety of the nose. If you look at an x-ray, you'd be very surprised to find out how kind of small the nasal bones are in comparison to the rest of the nose. They really are just that top third of the nose. So when you say you've broken your nasal bones, you haven't really broken the whole nose. You've just broken the top third. But you break it on one side or the other, it can definitely give your nose either a depression in that area or an actual cant to one direction. For sure. And and this is what this is one of the things in medicine that drives me bananas is they get an x-ray in the ER. They go, well, your nose isn't broken because the bones haven't been broken. <laughs> In the meantime, the cartilage is totally mangled (laughs) (laughs) and you've shattered the septum and smashed the tip and the the ER doc, you know, bless their heart. Um, They say, well, you didn't break it. Well, you did. But you did. But you didn't break the nasal bones and the bones can be very short. And in Jack Sheen's book of aesthetic rhinoplasty, Jack Sheen won. He goes through the bones can be short, medium or long, and they can be thin medium or thick and that's kind of the classification that i kind of use too because again you said you know these bones look really small unless you're in turkey where like (laughs) the turks for whatever reason have just super thick nasal bones they're just you know when i went and did rhinoplasty in istanbul and i showed the nose i was going to do my turkish buddies were like dude you're going to need power tools (laughs) i was like what do you mean they're like do you see how thick those bones are i was like "Ah, i'll get them with the rasps they're like do you have seven hours or do you want to actually finish the case? They're like, those bones are going to be so thick you won't believe it. And sure enough, I got in there, started rasping. I was like, give uh, me the power tools. Yeah. <laughs> they were not raspable. So depending on what your ethnicity is and how thick the bone is, it can be variable. But in general, they're these short little bones and they do break. And when they break, they can go to one side or the other. There's a classification that we use, the strength classification. Do you know the strength classification? I don't. Most people don't, and it's actually a board question. So there's a strength one and two. One is like you crack the bone. Two is like you've got some fragments, and three is mulch. And so they they kind of classify them that way, and very rarely does a radiologist ever say that, which is why you don't know it either. Um, no, nobody really does. I think it was a Michael White special question on uh, back Literally in never heard it in a single book or on a board. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> Plastic surgeons out there, weigh in. DM us. Do you know the strength classification or am I just making this up? Back to what we're talking about. So after you break the bones, it can also deviate the cartilage because even though the bones may be shattered or, or crooked or whatever, the cartilage is attached. You know, the middle vault cartilages are attached to those bones and then they can deviate. And so now you're talking about getting airway problems. You're getting twists to the nose. You're getting scarring. You're getting all kinds of issues that can really make the nose look bad and it can work bad. And that is a problem that's really hard to fix in the ER. Nasal bones, you can pop back into position. You know, that's an easy thing to reduce. But once you've crunched the cartilages themselves, those don't reduce. That's, no. that's usually you're looking at a rhinoplasty. For sure. Six months down the road. And so typically... Um, that that those are things that will cause those deviations. Now, of course, you know the tip kind of goes with that too. If the septum gets deviated, then the tip can go with the septum, and th- now you've got like a C-shaped nose, and things are ugly. Um, certainly, a lot of noses that I see that are crooked are also crooked because the base of the nose is off. The the just it's it's a crooked nose on the face, even though the nose itself doesn't really have any 
and he bends to it. It's just pointing the wrong direction. And moving that is also a challenge. We're going to get into how to do that in a second. So all those things that we talked about for trauma can happen congenitally. You can have the bones grow the wrong direction and then the septum grows the, the opposite direction or all those variations can lead to the crooked nose. So how do you fix it? How do you fix it, Millicent? What's your, what's your thinking? I think that you need to have a rhinoplasty. I think that you need to go see one at Dr. J. Calvert. <laughs> we can see any rhinoplasty. And have a rhinoplasty. I, I, I do have a lot of crooked noses. I just had one that was both not in the right place on the face and it was crooked itself. That sounds like a lot of problems. It was a lot. So the way that I do it is I think about why is it crooked? Like go through it. You start from the top to the bottom and look. And this this is where... I know we just beat this to death in rhinoplasty, but analysis really is the key, isn't it? Oh, you got to be able to define what the problem is. Otherwise, there's no way you can go in and fix it. Yeah, there's no winging it with rhinoplasty. No, not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'll just wing it. No. She'll be fine. I was in an OR one time, and, you know, the surgeon came in to do this rhinoplasty, and this was a long, long time ago when I was in medical school. So like before, like we had like computers and things No, we had computers in my time I was there, but the, uh, the guy walked in and goes, well, let's see what we want to do today with this nose. And I was like, kind of like, Oh, he's just going to make it up. <laughs> and I think he did. And he did. He did. Okay. <laughs> but I was like today now looking back at it, you know, cause when I go into the OR, I have it like, I'm going to do osteotomies. I'm going to do a spreader graft. I'm going to, and I, and I kind of announce my plan to my patients like when they're at their pre-op appointment and they kind of look at me like, I don't really understand the things you said, right. but it sounds like that's a really good yeah. idea. That sounds really good. Yeah. Cause I'll say like with a crooked nose, I'll typically say, well, I'm going to cut the bones low and then this bone needs to move over and then I need to drive a spreader graft in to hold it in place. And then I'm going to attach that to the septum. And then I'm going to bring the other bone to it and blah, 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 blah. And they go, you know, that sounds uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Like, I think that's going to work. <laughs> And it does. Um, so there is, it is sort of the top to bottom approach for me. And I like to methodically move the nose over. If we are really trying to straighten it, there there's ways to camouflage the crookedness by putting grafts in place to kind of hide the fact that it's crooked. And then there's the concept of actually mobilizing and moving the structures, which it's typically a combination of both in the crooked nose for me. You need to do both things. You need to move the bones. You need to camouflage it a little bit by by using spreader grafts and pushing things and filling things in and, and adding crushed cartilage here and there and maybe a dice cartilage fascia graft to cover everything up when it's all moved over just to get the dorsal aesthetic lines. I mean, there's all these different techniques that you can put together. Yeah, for sure. And I think probably the hardest thing when I'm looking at that, talking about actually moving the nose over, is when you get to the very end of the nose, to the end of the septum. And if that's actually off midline, and you have to, have to detach it and put it back in midline, that's a lot harder. That's, I feel like that is, is where problems can really start going wonky in the healing period. Well, of course, because, you, you know, you know <laughs> there's... There's so like the septum, like I know we always come back to it because I always feel that the septum is the key to getting the nose straight and to make it look nice and work and all that stuff. So the septum is, it, it is your, your, your major player in how this rhinoplasty is going to turn out. And yes, when you detach the septum from the maxilla and move it, you open yourself up to some new issues that can occur. 
unless you really control that caudal septum, the end of the septum on the on where on the jaw, the upper jaw, and strap it in place, graft it in place, drill it, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do. Got to really fixate it because it's going to want to go back. I mean, all of this is going to want to go back to where it came from. Always, always, always in the nose, in the crooked nose. Though we work hard to straighten it, we don't alter the soft tissue envelope, do we? We don't change that. And it is shaped like the crooked nose. So we can move the cartilage. We can move the bones. We can graft it in place. We can strap it down to the maxilla. But we can't alter the original shape of the skin envelope with its muscles and with its fascia. And so those forces that are within the skin envelope and the muscular structures of the nose are going to push on what we build. Right. Right. To get back to where they were. Because they liked it they where liked they it. were. They liked it. Dude, I was fine. They were comfortable. <laughs> they didn't care that your selfies were jacked up. The muscles didn't say, you know, oh, we're really ruining the selfies for this poor patient. So they those issues are very real. Those structures will want to push back against your repair so what do you do how do you counterbalance that so that's where using the proper materials and putting them together the way like again when megan was on our our podcast i told her you're probably going to need two operations on this you're i'm going to straighten it and it's going to fight back and you're going to want it straight again and we're going to have to move it but it hasn't happened now it may happen in the future but it's been two years and she looks great in general, it's you kind of say you're going to have to either accept it or we're going to have to attack it again should it happen. And it does happen. I have noses that I've straightened them out. They look amazing. And then sure enough, over time, they kind of, they don't go all the way back because I've cut things and I've put grafts in and I've used the right materials and I've tensioned the tip the right way, blah, 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 blah. And then... Yeah, it goes back a little. And then you just either say, well, either this is okay or, you know, we're going to have to get a rib graft and and really push on this thing. Yeah, that's a much bigger procedure. But yeah, Yeah. you got to do what you got to do in in that case. Yeah, I mean, in some trauma cases, I will use rib right out of the gates because there's just, there ain't no way it's working out. Yeah, you need something tough. Yeah, you need something strong. Yeah, definitely. And this is where I will go back to our previous podcast on follow-up after surgery, this is where you really got to follow up with your rhinoplasty surgeon. Because if we see things that are starting to go a little crooked one way or another, there may be some things that we can do to sort of temporize it, differential taping, things that we can do to sort of encourage it to go back to where we want it. But if you blow off your appointments and come back in in three months or six months... Not always easy to fix. Yeah, we got nothing for you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you got to follow up. No. Yeah, the follow-up podcast has been very helpful because I think a lot of patients hear and they go, I totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally like, that's eh, fine. I'll be okay. And so it is helpful for them to listen to it. So, yeah. But it is the key. I mean, follow-up in plastic surgery, you know, <laughs> we feel that way. But I will tell you that I did a rhinoplasty at a meeting in Canada. And... Uh, I asked the hosting surgeon, I was like, oh, so when are we going to see her back? Are we going to check on her tomorrow? He's like, no. I was like, oh, so you'll see her back in a week then? He's like, no. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'll just tell her to take the splint off at home. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to love that. 
I think I've told this story on here before. But, I don't but think I swear so. to God. I mean, I was like. That's shocking. What? I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're just going to send her home? He's like, yeah, I do that with all of them. I was like, now I know how you do 660 cases a year. And because that was his thing. He's like, I do 660 cases a year. This man. Yeah, because you don't see any patients back you in your office. You don't see any of them. I could operate four days a week if I didn't see my patients <laughs> they back. They could be dead in a ditch. You wouldn't know about it. And he's like, oh, the next. all right, all right. <laughs> So I was like, no, I need to see her tomorrow. And I was like, by the way, it's an open rhinoplasty. Who's taking the <laughs> stitches out? She's like, oh, she'll get somebody in her hometown. Oh, yeah, wow. she's from Saskatoon. It's far away. Like, we were in Calgary. And I was like, okay, um, I'm going to see her tomorrow. <laughs> and I did. And I said, your nurse is going to take the splints out in a week. And you're going to do all this. And she got a really nice result. It turned out great. But, like, he was shocked that I wanted to see her back. Oh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah so that was that was my experience up in uh i forget when i did that but that was really it was really fun it, it was fun to go there and you know i'm a big hockey fan as you know so that was i was among my people there you know it was really really good um so what else about the crooked nose so yes splints typically stay in for two weeks internal splints which is um, longer than the usual usually, yeah, usually it's, it's one a week, week. Yeah. Um, I might do external splinting too with uh, Denver splints. After I pop off the aquaplast, I might give them Denver splints and I'll show them how to use them and, uh, you know, mold them to really hold the bones in place. Um, yeah. Taping is key. Follow up is key and heading off any problems that are showing up by doing your follow up. That's it. For right. sure. Anything else about the crooked nose? No. I wonder what the perfect selfie angle is. Because it seems like it's like somewhere like 28 degrees off the midline for most people. I think maybe it depends on their nose. It does. I mean, some people it's more extreme. Yeah. I had one patient who was like, oh, no, I can get a good selfie. I just have to do this. And she like ducks her head down, <laughs> turns it, and then like puts the camera and up. And, like, and then she goes it. right there. And Fair goes, enough. Then I can make my nose look normal. Anything else, it looks completely jacked. So you got you to gotta figure out where your best angle is. I've never really thought about that with my nose. I'm sure there's some actual way that it could actually look decent. But, you know, rugby was kind to it. <laughs> I have lots of lumps and bumps on it. And it's good. All right. Anything else, Dr. Ravella? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, then this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. Thanks for listening to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. If you want to reach Dr. Ravello or myself, we're available for consultations. We can also be reached through the websites. Dr. Ravello, what's your website? My website is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. And the phone number to reach us here in the office is 310-954-1355. And I do want to mention Rock Spa, which is the sponsor, truly the financial backer of this podcast. And Rock Spa is the Medi Spa that's located both in Newport Beach and Beverly Hills, providing Botox, fillers, lasers, microneedling, esthetician services like hydrofacials. We have incredible people. They do great stuff. And I highly recommend taking a look at the websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. All the information is also on my website, drcalvert.com.